Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Scotland's looking for a video where Julian Edelman talks about Bill Belichick naked. And just like if you're looking up porn on a computer, it froze the whole thing up. Oh, Sorry about that, ooh, buddy. I got nervous. You good? You didn't look up any porn on yours, did you? Today, yeah. Yeah, okay. But that was earlier. Yeah. Shout out to, <laughs> to my main girl. I got a lot of actually, these days. Wait, what? What are we talking about? Oh, we're on the air. Oh. Oh, hey. it's okay. No big deal. Oh, you're hey, fine. guys. Check out my yeah. new show tomorrow on... Uh, <laughs> I thought we were just having a, a regular old boys out out. Yeah, no big deal, you know, no big deal. No who, ladies who is your, in the room. Who are you going to shoot? Shout out though. You said shout out to your girl after you talked about porn. I'm just curious to know who she is. Well, um, there's, there's, I mean, there's the how, how do I, uh, how do I single do down? You, just do one? you have the same taste as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? I, you know, I don't know any. I don't watch. I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> but I've heard Violet Myers is tremendous. <laughs> For research purposes, of course. That's what my buddies tell me. That's 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 what the friends say. Yeah. You you don't partake in such things. Yeah. Very different. Very she's on, different. She's on my list. My wife, I'm always like, hey, who's on your list? She won't give me it, though. Because then what happens, like, one time my wife told me that she thought that Channing Tatum was, like, cute. And then <laughs> Channing Tatum was doing a movie, of all places, in Plainfield, Illinois, which is, like, ten minutes outside Joliet. <laughs> and I gave her crap the entire, like, month. I was like, hey, your boy's down at Mojo's. You want to go say hi? So now she doesn't tell me. Or she wanted to, yeah. Or she wanted to go see. I him was trying. The- I was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, UTEP's well. out here in an hour and a half. Go, go, go. Meet up with Dear John for all I care. <laughs> we got Gavin Hardison taking the field. All right, Carolina's got a three nothing lead over Detroit right now. What just well, happened here? Oh, it may not be for much longer. There. We got. Uh, okay. Is this what I hate when you look away for a second? Yeah. It's like a thirty yard run for the Lions. All right, so eight oh one to go, three nothing Carolina still. So there you go. Nice little kick return right there. I uh man, Bryce Young, he can make all the plays. The only thing I'm worried about with Bryce, other than like him being small, is that offensive line this year. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. see him running for his life. If he does have to run a lot, I want to see him slide, get out of bounds, because I don't know how many hits he could take. He's a he's not the biggest dude, but man, he's fun. That's why you gotta protect him, because if you're gonna talk about his size and say you can work around that, well then if he's taking hits, that's not gonna help. Right. And that's that's what's concerning about yeah. that. You could uh, yeah. be a smaller quarterback in the league, man. Like, Russell Wilson had a really good run. Drew Brees had one of the better runs ever, right, and won a Super Bowl. So yep. I, I think that could be Bryce Young in the right system, right? He's a pocket quarterback. He can use his legs. But you want to keep him. You want to keep him clean. You want to surround him with weapons and actual talent as well. And I think they will be able to do that in Carolina. And we'll see too if this year specifically Carolina does a lot of just a lot of quick passes, move that offense quickly, get the ball out of his hands. If the offensive line's not protecting, you don't have the opportunity to take a lot of five step drops. It just doesn't work that way. No, get you, rid of the ball quickly. You got to get rid of the ball very quickly, and you're better off, especially this first season. You protect your quarterback at all costs, whatever it takes. If you sacrifice a couple of things you don't like in the game plan because you have to do it, then you do it. Because the alternative is he becomes injury-prone, and then you never see what his potential actually is. And nobody wants that. No. All right, speaking of quarterbacks that don't reach potential, the Jets have had a couple of those in Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. Now, though, they have a guy. Uh, what, what, what's his name with the Jets? You, you know him, right? It's a... uh, Chris Strebler? No, they cut yeah, him. Yeah, Aaron no. Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that guy. I've heard of him. Best-case yeah. scenario is obviously that Hacken and Rodgers click and the O-line doesn't kill. Aaron Rodgers, but the worst case scenario for the New York Jets this season is the absolute opposite of that. It's the offensive line can't protect Aaron Rodgers. Nathaniel Hackett continues to be drunk on the sidelines every single week when he's calling plays, especially in the red zone. I loved on Hard Knocks where Aaron Rodgers talked about in Green Bay that Nathaniel Hackett was the guy that installed their red zone offense, and I'm like, he did? 
Yeah. Uh, I hope he's not doing that the anymore. Gold zone. Good God, the gold zone. I love gold. But if this happens, frustration for Aaron Rodgers starts to set in, and then this honeymoon, it's not so much a honeymoon anymore. I don't know if you guys know this. I love Aaron Rodgers. You've talked about him once or twice. How many times today, by the way, Scott? Are we up to, I think we're up to four? Uh, I took the over, and I've already won. There you go. <laughs> uh, that'd be a baker's dozen. You sons of bitches. <laughs> but uh, Nathaniel Hackett, he, doesn't he uh, seem like a character on Hard Knocks? He does not seem like an actual human being. There's no way that somebody like that actually exists. They, he has to be in character mode, right? With the Austin Powers yep. stuff and his jokes. He's awkward. He's kind of a weird dude. I do think that that's worst-case scenario, though, because what are your other concerns with the Jets this season? I mean, it's funny. They they trade away for Aaron Rodgers, and the mm-hmm. biggest concern is still the offensive side of the ball because on defense, even if they have injuries, they have a bunch of depth unless Sauce gets hurt. So, yeah, I agree, man. I think that's that's the worst-case scenario is Rodgers is hurt by week four, and here comes Zach Wilson. Yes. Hey. We don't more, want to see him until 2025. A more mature Zach Wilson already. He's been learning from Aaron Rodgers. Best line of, well, there's been a couple good ones from Rodgers, but when Zach Wilson had that headband, headband on, he's like, you're still wearing that yeah. thing? No, I sweat. <laughs> I actually sweat in my eyes. <laughs> I love that, man. Rodgers is giving him crap. You could tell, like, Rodgers wants him to... He's trying to teach, but he's also like, you're kind of a clown, He's man. trying to you humble him. He, mean? He's... Like, he's He's showing them he's kind of a D-bag a little bit. Yeah. You know what? That's okay. So yeah. there you go. All right. It's uh, <laughs> scoreless 10-21 to go in the first for Titans and Patriots as well. We got a pass interference that just got called there. On to the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. You and I are both very excited about this team. I bet them to win the Super Bowl at 18-1. to I love the potential for them. If Lamar Jackson plays all 17 games, could be an MVP. You got a new offensive coordinator. You got new weapons. We know it. Those are best-case scenarios. Worst-case scenario for the Baltimore Ravens. It's not even Lamar Jackson getting hurt. I'm actually less concerned about that this year. Same. It's more about Odell Beckham Jr. looking older and less explosive. That's really still supposed to be one of your major additions this offseason. And if he looks like a guy that's, well, he's either hurt and in and out of the you know the lineup for them, and he's not playing every single week, or he, when he's out there, he's just not productive, you've lost a major advantage that you have because Lamar Jackson will be out there and will play a little more hurt than he has in the past. He's secure. He got the bag. He's good. We're not going to have, unless it's serious injuries, we're not going to have what we had at the end of last season. Yeah, you know what's crazy, man? The only concern I have with Baltimore, I think Lamar stays healthy. I think that offense is going to be really, really good this year as well. My concern is actually the defense for the first time ever with the Baltimore Ravens. Not just the pass rush. You know, I mean, Patrick Queen isn't the guy you wanted him to be. And I know you upgraded the inside linebacker position with the trade you make for Roquan Smith in the middle of the year last year. But secondary, and there's already injuries. That's my main concern. Um, I would love to see them, like, make a deal, sign a couple guys off the street if they need to, add some depth at that position. That's the only concern I have, though, is, is that Ravens defense top 15. I think they... At least need to be there for them to be a Super Bowl contender. And if it is, they can win the AFC North plus 220. Cincinnati's the favorite at plus 155. And if you look at the Bengals, it's the injury bug, that regression finally hitting them. Yeah. Now, Jamar Chase has missed some time. And you could argue that Joe Burrow is rookie year, obviously tore his ACL. But that was that was before they had the expectations that they have now. Now it's different. This is a team that's gone to an AFC title game and they've gone to a Super Bowl. Now what you got to win the damn thing. But if this becomes a year where, I mean, God forbid Joe Burrow gets more than just a calf injury, they're in, I mean, their season's over. That's it. It's done. And they've been relatively healthy. And we know how the NFL is. The football gods eventually come back and they say, no, no, it's your time to pay your dues this year. That's my biggest concern with them. Yeah, same, man. Just like they've been really healthy these last couple of years. Joe Burrow already dinged up. Um, 
and this could be their last run, especially with the guys on that defense. You know what I mean? Uh, with that defensive line that they spent so much money on a couple years ago. That'd be my concern is you had this run with this team, with this core, you got to a Super Bowl, and you don't have your Super Bowl ring because there's nothing worse than that. I, The only thing for me with Cincinnati, besides the injuries too, I think still would be that offensive line. Like, I know they've still made some additions, but, like, we, there's not many good offensive lines anymore in the NFL. Have you noticed that? Like, it's a conversation with a lot of teams. Yeah. Bad Joe, offensive lines. And I love Joe Burrow. He does hang on to the ball a little bit too long. I mean, he'll be the first person to tell you that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he's always hunting. The, or, I mean, not always, but he does hunt the big play at times. I don't know, though. I mean, if they look like they did against Buffalo in that playoff game, and it's just Joe Burrow quick passes... I think they'll be all right. But, yeah, I mean, if they could stay healthy, I still think that they're the same team that they've been the last couple of years. But that's just comes down to – I mean, because all these teams in the AFC can't make the playoffs, right? Like, somebody has to have a letdown season or miss out on the playoffs, even if it's not that big of a letdown season. Um, we have to see how many games these guys win. Did we just get a doink field goal here from the Titans? Yeah, we did. We got a doink field goal. I love it. And we got sold on – But it went in. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, yeah, well, did, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that God, went in. That did go in. Yeah, that Three went nothing. in. I thought he missed it. But it was a doink in as opposed to a doink out. All right, Cleveland Browns. Win total sitting at 9.5. You got Deshaun Watson, who hasn't been himself since 2020. Didn't play football for a year and a half. We know the saga. We know the scenario. We, we know everything that's obviously gone on with this. But clearly, this is an easy one for me. The worst-case scenario for the Browns is that by week six or seven, they're watching Deshaun Watson out there and going, oh, no. Oh, no. Like yeah. They feel like the the Broncos do with Russell Wilson, where it's, Oh, oh no, we, we spent a lot of money, and this guy doesn't have it anymore. He stays rusty, still just looks like he's regressing or just never going to get get back to that old form. I mean, that's a lot of time that he's missed. It takes a significant amount of time to get back, but if he doesn't, the Browns are in big, big trouble, and everybody's getting fired. Yeah, I mean, he has to be the guy that you went out and traded for. You know, I, I mean, and I mean, he was so damn good, obviously, before all the off-the-field stuff. Came back, looked shaky. That's to be expected. He didn't play football for two years. He was learning a new offense, even in the preseason, though. Remember that first game? Looked really shaky, then we didn't see him again. I think that that is worst-case scenario, man, that Deshaun Watson isn't the quarterback you traded for. You invested so much. And now Nick Chubb, even though he's a dominant back, is another year older. You know, defensive side of the ball, you're going to lose some of those guys. And now you got to fire Kevin Stefanski because you got to figure out this year if he's any good. He was damn good that first year with Baker Mayfield when they won a playoff game against Pittsburgh. But since then, they've been a they've been a boss. So I think that they got to win a they got to win a playoff game this year, right? Yeah, maybe even I, two. Uh, I wouldn't say two. They got to win a playoff. They need game. to get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Yeah. Or I think Stefanski might be gone, as crazy as that sounds, because he just got there and he took the Browns to the well, playoffs, which, remember back in the day, like, you never thought the Browns were going to the playoffs? Right. We would do the thing of their quarterback list, starting with Tim Couch all the way down to Johnny Manziel. But, yeah, it seemed like they finally got their guy. And then Deshaun Watson goes out there and he looks like Johnny Manziel. He's not, he looks like he's in great shape. I do like the weapons. I think David Njoku might actually have a big mm-hmm. year. I think that's the fourth year in a row I've said that. But I like the way that they used him in the preseason. I think they're going to be pretty good, man. I don't think that I don't think there will be many um, many things to complain about if you're a Browns fan. This yeah, season. yeah. But it, again, it still rests on Deshaun Watson more than anything else. But we did see we did see at least a little bit of an uptick towards the very end of the season. But this is now a full off season. This is training camp. This is preseason, and this is starting out there actually week one. So that makes that makes a huge difference for somebody like that. Pittsburgh Steelers, the last team in the division. Worst case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was debating here a couple different ones. Would it involve Kenny Pickett? And anything involving a quarterback is always the worst-case scenario. And let's put this out of the way. 
There are some quarterbacks that are quarter, that are injury prone, like Tua, where that becomes worst case scenario. But technically, you could say for any team in the NFL, the worst case scenario for them is losing their quarterback to injury, right? Patrick Mahomes. So let's just put that out there that it's not going to be that way with every single team, even though we could just be lazy and say that's the case. But what about T.J. Watt? Yeah, that def- that defense is night and day different. I mean, they were. I want to say they were like the 23rd ranked defense in the NFL once he went down and got hurt last year. Yeah, and they're top 10 with him. Right. So you know you have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, defensive player of the year, sack leader, all of those things. If he goes down again, this team is in big, big trouble. So it's all about actually T.J. Watt and not Kenny Pickett because the Steelers' defense is still going to be the most important thing for them this year. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing that I said a couple teams ago, and I'm going to say like they have a winning record. They win 9-10 games, but everybody else wins 11, and they miss out on the playoffs because that's a damn good team. And we, mm-hmm. I was joking earlier, like, hey, if they were in the NFC, maybe I'd give them a Super Bowl look. But everything we've seen offensively from them in the preseason has been money. And then the defensive side of the ball, even the backups. Like last night... Every time you looked up, they were in after the quarterback. Like, they were in the backfield. Um, didn't matter who it was. So, that team, they're just so well coached, and there's something to say about that, even at the pro yeah, level, man. Yeah. And they just draft the right players. Like, every time the Steelers make a draft pick, you're like, that's a Steelers draft pick. It's kind of like yeah. Baltimore, too. Yep. You know, like, yes. oh, Kyle Hamilton, there's the perfect Raven safety, or of course they'd end up with this guy. That's Pittsburgh, too. They just draft well, the same way that the Patriots used to. Now I feel like Belichick just gets too cute. Most of these guys hit, but it's always like, all right, we're really going to take the you know the guard from UConn here at 15 that everybody had projected to go fifth, uh, fifth round. Yeah, but the Steelers they do the right thing. Remember, the Steelers started off two and six last year, and yeah. they got hot at the now Mitchell Trubisky yeah. was the starter for a while, so that didn't really help. But it's not like look, Kenny Pickett got out there and played well given the circumstances, but he was actually the ultimate game manager. He For threw sure. seven touchdowns. He never even threw two touchdowns an entire game. Yeah, the numbers were not good. No. Um, but, you know, and that happens a lot where, I mean, we've seen this a couple times. I feel like this almost happened with Bailey Zappi. Um We're like, okay, so it happened with uh, Heineke for sure over Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the better pro. I mean, he's completely fallen off the cliff and he hasn't been healthy in years. But I'm talking like tools. Carson Wentz mm-hmm. has a stronger arm. Uh, he's more athletic. But the commanders were dumped with him out there. And then Heineke comes in, and all of a sudden, remember, middle of the year, they go on that nice little run. Granted, the defense was playing good, but it was because the guys in the huddle actually bought into him. You know? Like, Joe Burrow's great, but also Joe Burrow's a dude. Guys want to play with Joe Burrow. He's out there. He's taking hits. He wants to be a football player. Tom Brady, you know, the ultimate winner, the ultimate competitor. You know, teams could give up easily on a quarterback like Zach Wilson because they're pretty boys. They're making so much money. They get protected. You can't hit them in practice. But if they're just regular dudes, you know, and they go out there mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and that's what I think that he has going for him. You Kenny do, Pickett. You do bring up a good point, though, and I th- think this can move to not just the team, but Kenny Pickett in general. It is coaching, and it is Mike Tomlin. It, there's something. It's more than just Mike Tomlin and his X's and O's and football acumen and all of those things. There's. There's a confidence level that he brings to people. You know, some people can just walk into a room, they've got that it factor, and everybody pays attention and they listen. He's a motivator, and he just gets people to buy into whatever his plan is and whatever he thinks they can be, like all of that stuff. And it really matters. It really does. You know what else matters? Bryce Young to Adam. Oh, I'm in a sweat here. Maybe even not. Look at the Carolina Panthers. Two minutes to go in the first quarter. More AFC worst-case scenarios next. It's BetMGM Tonight.